0: Hey, folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. You catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby.
1: Folks, to another great episode of the Turnbuckle Report. I don't know why I always go into the anchor man when I do that, but uh, maybe the guy Chad can help me out. It's because you the twos and
0: I'm the ones. I got that from the Usos, that's by a- the way, because they're gonna unify their dicks and become the ones.
1: Uh, wow, that's uh, that's bold prediction. Oh, Cotton. I meant to
0: say the belts. The belts, not the dicks. The belts. It was the dicks. It
2: was the dicks. Unify the dicks?
0: I don't
1: know. That is the grimace face that Josh is showing, the dog cast father himself. Welcome aboard, my friend.
2: Talking aside, boys, good morning. Good
1: morning. Good morning. Taking in my coffee. Ooh, so. Ooh, so. They got this real, like, gangster thing going on, don't they? Yeah, they just act like they got out of lockup. Yeah, Immediately, right p- out of the right out of jail, right into the bar, looking for a bar. They're
2: playing away. the real life into a storyline again. We hate it though, right? Yeah.
1: No, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I, they're believable, and I'm telling you, they're going. They're definitely going to win those unified titles. 100%. No question. They're going to unify all the dicks. I think in this one for sure. Every every penile erection could be unified <laughs> with within this one match. I feel like you're right. Mm-hmm. I re- I feel like you're right. They're gonna unify both. <laughs> you know, usually we usually we have a little banter. We go back and forth. That's kind of what we're doing here. But uh, man, guys, I we just got to get into wrestling today. We we are talking off air a little bit, and I I'm a little bummed out today. Okay, I ain't gonna lie
2: to you. What can we out. do to cheer you up? I'm just a little bummed. Hey. hey, Big Dog, <laughs> I'm a little bit bummed out. today. <laughs> I want to.
0: I
1: am. Guys. <laughs> what what's got you so bummed down? What can we do to cheer you up, man? I was so excited yesterday. Okay, for two reasons. Uh, early time for Rampage, mm-hmm. and this is the perfect scenario for me personally, right? Yeah. I've because I, I like to watch my wrestling live. That's how I am. That's who I am. Yeah. Uh, I had Rampage in my time Mountain Standard Time. I had it at five o'clock. Okay, six o'clock gives me a break. Nice little break in between. I can have suppers. I can do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. God bless. a little to eat. And then seven o'clock, SmackDown starts. Mm. Right, smack that, that booty. That was that was my pre-agenda to my evening last night. I set the kids around the table. I said, "Guys, listen, eat your macaroni and cheese real quick." <laughs> we are going to have a full night of wrestling. <laughs> to which my family replied. To which my family replied in order, not in any particular order. My wife says, uh, "Oh, that's nice. I have a lovely new book I want to read." Uh, my son <laughs> says, "Dad, I gotta be on the. I gotta. I gotta
2: play games with my cousin.
1: Gotta play games, Dad." My daughter goes like this, mm. "Yeah, that sounds good, Dad. That sounds." <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Nobody's excited. Nobody in this household except for me. So I. I don't. But, okay, let me play out this this next scenario for you. I finish my meal because that's what I do. I'm not leaving an empty. I'm not leaving a cluttered plate. I finish my meal, I'm ready for more wrestling, I turn on Smacketh Downeth, and uh, for the next two hours, I am completely and utterly unimpressed. It sucked. Smackdown was horrible last night. It was horrible. And I know people hear this on a Wednesday, and I shouldn't be referring to the day I'm recording, but I'm unprofessional, don't care. It was horrible. Rampage, you know. We had like 20 minutes of match, and then they gave the guys like 40 minutes to do this Texas death match. By the way, I said in the texting light yesterday, the match sucked because nobody died. If you're going to bill death within a match, I need real murder. That's what I need. (laughs) That's how I I need this. I got a little bit of blood. Okay. I've seen more blood from a hangnail, but I got a little bit.
2: Hangnail page.
1: Adam hangnail (laughs) page. Adam hangnail page. Adam (laughs) Adam hangnail page. It's horrible. What? What? Where? You guys watch? I know. I know, Chad. I know you watched SmackDown. So. I did. Because you were you're you giving
0: shit. Listen. You know, I I also feel like your story. I thought you were gonna say, listen. I set the kids around the table. I said, everybody's I going to bed early. Daddy's got some wrestling tonight. <laughs> and barbecue. Now,
1: I want my family to enjoy this with me, but they never do.
0: Anyway, well, I'm gonna be out barbecuing. You're gonna have bowls of cereals. You're going to bed. I'm gonna watch SmackDown. <laughs>
2: It's gonna be so cereal. much cereal.
1: <laughs> but this is this is how I always this is how I always end this, and you can ask them whenever you see my kiddos. You can ask them whenever I ask them something wrestling, and they give me some stupid answer. I always reply to them with this. You see that? You see that, kids? This is why I went to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is why I did, and not you. This is why you were sitting at home while I was cheering on Stone Cold in yep. seventy-seven thousand. Oh, that was insane. Incredible. I did watch. That's what I do. I-
0: I watched Rampage, and I thought Rampage was decent. But the the problem with Adam Hangnail Page and Adam Bebe Cole <laughs> babe. is that uh, it's, it's a rehash of things that we've already seen from, like, what what was this, like their third match already? And, and they're putting on the, the same... The early 2000s. Right, they've been putting on the same style of match since the pay-per-view. And it's like, what are they doing with Adam Hangnail Page? They need to give this guy a legitimate... <laughs> Did you see that? They need to give Someone? this guy... Fluidly. <laughs> a good heel to wrestle against. A good heel. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I like that all the belt holders are homegrown people. It's not the WWE guys coming in. As a lot of these marks want to say, all the, all the WWE guys get all the title matches. <laughs> all the all the homegrowns have the belts. I like it. But I don't know that Tony Khan knows what to do with a baby face. Fantastic with the heels. Britt Baker's run as a heel champion was awesome. Um, well, you might have a point there. Uh, Kenny Omega's heel run with the belt, awesome. And then we get a, another baby face with the belt because I, I I'll tell you, I thought I really liked John Moxley, and I know Josh does now too. But his title run as a baby face character heel was very lackluster until you know until Omega got the belt. And mm-hmm. when I saw Omega with the belt, that made me realize I was like, man, Omega really carried that, and John didn't at all. Like I thought he did, but then I watched Omega. I was like, ooh, Omega did a much better job. And I even realized that further when, when hangnail got the belt, because then I realized that Mm -hmm. he became hangnail instead of hangman. He's a hangnail now. So I think it's time we put another heel on the, on the belt. And there's only one man that can get the job done. And we all know who that man is. And that's MJF. You put the title on him and you got yourself some fire episodes of dynamite, good Mm -hmm. pay-per-views. I think it's time. I think it's time we get the belt off of hangnail, get it on MJF and let's start moving forward with that. That's my opinion. Uh, Dynamite Fantastic. You know, in
1: fairness, in fairness, I don't want to cut you out. I don't want to go too fast, though. In fairness, you and I, Chad, were the only ones that were really pumped about Hangman becoming that champion. Oh, because I love the story. I love the story. Yeah. The dogfather didn't want anything to do with this, uh, if I remember correctly. Because I think he already knew. We're now into the championship run. Josh, where where do you stand with our uh, AEW champion Hangman
2: page? It's not that I wasn't looking forward to him being the champion. I just think, I feel like. Hangman Page was a better um, runner. Like he was the dude going for the belt. And then because every time any just like you guys said, any time Face gets a belt on AEW, they have no direction for it. So that's why I was like, he'd be he's much better. Honestly, if the TNT title made any it was worth anything, I mean to me that belt just kind of feels like a, th- a throwaway already. It has the the twenty four seven vibe to me. Belt. I don't know why. But they need a good mid-card belt, and he's the perfect like intercontinental champion. Okay, uh-huh. He's that perfect Shawn Michaels character to bring up that belt. Okay, You have a guy that's super talented that needs that mid-card belt, but that top belt, since AEW's like, 90% hill has to be a hill character. And unfortunately, that's what, what we saw. You get Hangman Page on a huge rise, gets the belt, plateaus. Uh-huh. And now we're going.
1: I always want a heel champion. I, I grew up on heel champions, um, except the mid card you know, belt,
2: though, right? I know, I know, it's not a mid card no, belt, right, but you yeah. know what I'm, I'm talking about—that not the top I know belt, exactly. what you are talking below. about
1: because right when you think about intercontinental champions that actually meant something, I go back to the Bret Harts, uh-huh. to the to the Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels to the Mister Perfects. Uh, I go back to that for sure, you know. But here's the thing: is it a Hangman Page problem, or is this a a or is I'm sorry. Is this a Tony Khan problem or is this an execution problem with Hangman? Because the formula is there. I think it's both. This is how you get over a babyface totally champion. Both. You put them in predicaments that are are seem insurmountable, and, and they overcome. Um, if I may, <clears throat> John Moxley proved to ahead, me please. that
0: Tony Khan can't book a face. That's that's John Moxley. John Moxley was a good champion, poorly booked. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega was was a great champion and very well booked. He so Tony knows how to book a heel. Then we get Omega or uh Hangman's story. Fantastic story. One of the best yeah. wrestling stories I think I've seen in a long time. It was great. Yeah. Finally gets exactly. the belt, Plateau's out. Poor booking. I mean, how many times can we watch Adam Cole lose? You know, there was a point last night when I was watching Rampage that I was like, "You know what? It would probably be good if Cole won the belt because we can get a heel in there now, get Adam out of there, Adam Page and then maybe yeah. have him go on like a slight heel run, maybe a couple months of him holding the title, maybe get another baby face in there real quick, like, I don't know, Wardlow, and then have MJF destroy him for that title. I think that's what I was kind of hoping for. I'm not a booker, and, I you know, the long-term planning, that's another thing. Tony does a good job with the long-term booking, but his, his, his I face... I don't know how it's happening. His face, his face run has just been... And, and the other problem is, is, is Hangman. Hangman is... Is just so bland as a face. It's just like I'm just gonna beat you up, man, with my cowboy boots and my lariat, and you're done. That's like, kind that's of his all his
2: whole really character, th- though. You know what I mean? But I like that. That's I, that's I like, his whole that's character. That's
1: why I want to see him as champion. Yeah, go ahead, John.
2: That was it. I was just that's all I wanted to add. Well, part. you
1: know, and and he it is his character, and that is exactly why I want to see him as champion. I guess I pose another question to you guys here, okay? We're going to we're going to deep dive into this because I I don't know where the problem is, and here on the turnbuckle report, we fix problems, we don't make problems. The SmackDown formula, the raw formula, the WWE formula. When was the last time they had a babyface champion that we were over on? Dare I say John Cena? And we personally weren't even over on this guy.
2: No. But he was not John really Cena. Good-
1: Okay, go ahead, Mister.
2: Mister. Carry a sword down to the ring himself. Yeah, I was pretty over was on Drew over... McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, I
1: wasn't. I wasn't, and I don't think I don't think the nation was either. No, I think no, people that
0: weren't. Either. People weren't. It was a I weird was... time in wrestling, though. Yeah, the COVID I think kind of ruined that. Yeah. I, honestly, I think if like they had fun. built that character a little more around a crowd, um, and I thought they were going to do it at WrestleMania last year, and then Bobby Lashley won the title mm-hmm. as a heel. I was like, man, that's I, that felt like a miss. I really felt like that was a missed opportunity to run with a really strong baby face as the champion, and they went with Bobby Lashley instead. It, it actually turned out okay with Bobby Lashley as the champion, so there was no harm, no foul. But I think, Josh has a point, I think Drew McIntyre could have carried with the crowds coming back as the face of the, of the with the title, the WWE title. Mm-hmm.
2: problem is he didn't have enough steam behind him. The last, the length of COVID without fans, he had huge steam, but the lackluster amount of fans that was in there, his it, all of his steam died. And by the time they came back, Drew McIntyre back is right back where he was, kind of before they they left, and he's kind of rising to the top of the middle.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, I mean, seriously, for the last three, for, for the last two weeks, and continuing into a three-week period here we will have Sami Zayn running away from Drew McIntyre to set up not only a, uh, a, a, a a trap for him, but it's going to be a lumberjack match on SmackDown next week. And boy, am I excited.
0: You know, that's this another good Sammy point Zayn. too, Leland. I feel like Sami Zayn is their top mid-carder. Like, that's the top mid-card guy you could possibly be wrestling. And they got Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn, yep. probably their two top mid-carding guys they have. <clears throat> They're both like one foot out of being... Top card guys, like they're one foot in being top card, yeah. one foot out. And so I think it's fantastic. Those two are wrestling right now. They'll build a great story. But every top guy in the company right now is a heel in WWE. It's 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 kind of crazy. Which is a shift. About.
2: And you know why that's happening? Do you know why, for instance, I can guarantee you why Leland and you like AEW more? Is because AEW only knows how to work talent that is heels. Okay? And WWE anymore yeah. only has a way to work talent with faces. So if you're more of a hill wrestling fan currently, you're going to be an AEW guy. That's a good point. If you're more of a face guy, you're going to be into the WWE. Because right now, for some reason, and I'm not saying that the WWE has never had great hills because they've they've produced the greatest hills of all time. But I'm saying currently, they have no fucking direction for any hill angle. They'll like mm-hmm. get one, and then they'll just throw it away. And AEW, on the same hand, will have no direction for a face. They'll get one, and then they'll just throw it away. It's like they're both trying to compete with the other so much that they're throwing away all the common sense of what they already know of how wrestling works. So it's kind of a weird time.
1: So I want to go back to the WWE having a baby face because the last baby face champion that WWE, I feel like they completely pushed, was Roman Reigns. And it was when Roman Reigns came back from, from battling leukemia. He beat cancer. Like for the second time. Okay. And he still got booed. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I don't think that, that WWE has this formula for baby faces either. He got he got booed think, though because,
2: okay. because there was a lot of speculation on if it was fake or not. So the fans thought that because the, the that WWE happened. was trying to produce a face out of someone they didn't want to give cheers to so it kind of had a bad reaction to an actual real scenario well
1: that and his baby face run was being crammed down our throat for i don't know five years
2: 48 years
0: if he goes face now you'll probably get a a better pop i think people will actually get behind and cheer him now if he turned face i i think it would be a travesty if they ever turn roman reigns back into a face i think some of his best work has been as a heel. I think his best work will always be mm-hmm. as a heel. I think if he goes back face, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks of pops and then he'll be back to being booed again. Um, I think exactly Roman is exactly where he needs to be. I think he somehow found his, his stride being a, a heel and he's putting mm-hmm. on some of the best work of any wrestler in the industry right now. And he is the top guy simply because AEW does not know how to push a baby face as their champion. And that's, that it, it, unfortunately is the way it is right now, and Roman Reigns is the top champion of all of wrestling.
1: Uh, well, and I I agree, not Matt Cordona, Hangman. To circle back with what Josh was saying there, I I do agree that that's probably why I lean more towards AEW. Um, I I like the heels. I I was the kid that rooted for the bad guy growing up. I get that, uh, and Razor Ramon too. Uh, you know, pun intended, I guess. But here's 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 one of the differences here we just recently saw this um and, and josh I, I know that uh, you, you haven't you haven't you know the AEW really hasn't traveled your way a whole lot but i know they're going to portland here soon and if you can go you should definitely do it um going to an aew event and going to a wwe event within the same calendar year the differences are completely they're stark they're stark differences here and going to wrestlemania the biggest production the biggest production in the in the world i mean this you've got to compare this thing to the super bowl uh, quite literally
2: it outperformed yeah.
1: it and here, here's what i see exactly no they absolutely did no, it was too in every aspect they did it's two nights super Bowl's when you're talking night. about when you're talking about how they are booking their show when they book their show they're not thinking long term hmm. And I know that sounds a little contradictory because, you know, they are in some areas. The Roman Reigns thing is definitely going to lead up to Rock Roman at WrestleMania 39. I get that. But when it comes to week-to-week television, I don't think they're booking this long-term. Because WWE is so much about the production. When we were at WrestleMania, it didn't it didn't feel like any storylines. I mean, there's a few areas where storylines are prolonged, but it didn't feel like, to me, it was storyline-driven. I know it what you're saying. It felt like, to me, it, production driven exactly You go to AEW you go to AEW and it is storyline driven like every you've got to watch every little movement because it's going to play into the next week it's going to play into the next month it's going to play into the next pay-per-view three months down the road it just has that feeling to it and I think that's smarter booking WWE used to do that
0: you know I I went to several AEW events this year uh two wwe events i went to raw wrestlemania i went to dynamite rampage and all out i just to compare all out to wrestlemania all out felt Mm -hmm. like it was just a bigger version of dynamite so there was just more people but the but the production was like going at dynamite felt the same to me but raw and wrestlemania two totally different feels day and night from one another raw felt very kiddish like i was at a at a mcdonald's playhouse and wrestlemania Mm -hmm. felt like it was just huge like everybody belonged there was it wasn't just for the kids it was for everybody and the production was insane Mm -hmm. i didn't care what was going on in the ring i was more fascinated with all the lights the stars the everything they had going on i was more fascinated with than what was actually happening in the ring what was happening in the ring was just like a like a uh you know an extra for me it was just an extra little tidbit to what everything else was going on uh you know you had celebrities there and you could see celebrities like it was insane you know you're walking past wrestlers like you're walking past any other normal person on the street at this place uh big stars lita like how many how many big time people did we just walk past just in just in general just walking past them at wrestlemania like they were just another person just walking past, there. Uh, oh, look! Well, there's another celebrity. Like, no big Nick deal, Aldis. right?
1: Yeah, Nick Aldis is one of them.
0: Every it was just such a big feel. Lost talent. Raw just, raw just felt like I was at the ball pit at McDonald's. Man, just a bunch of little kids just having a good time. Um, and AEW felt like it was more for my demographic. I felt like I was right at home at AEW. So, that's just my take on the different feels at these
1: events. Hey, I was thinking. uh when you said demographic there, I was just telling my son recently that we should have TBR shirts made that simply say the desired demo.
2: The desired. That's how it is.
1: With AEW. Desired demo because that that's exactly what AEW is. They are playing to our demographic, where they're playing to our sensibilities. It, it took it took two weeks. Okay, we're two weeks removed from it from WrestleMania, and Raw and SmackDown is back on their normal trajectory here backlash. Well, let me back, let me back up for a second because I want to make one more point about SmackDown before we move on completely from this. How pissed off would you be? You just paid a ticket, okay? One of the hottest WrestleManias of all time. This one was stupendous. This thing was great. You just bought a ticket in, in Worcester, Massachusetts, however the hell I'm supposed to say that, and you didn't... It's a SmackDown, and you didn't even get to see... Your unified champion. Roman Reigns didn't even make an appearance at SmackDown. The Usos were on three segments of a two hour program, not one Roman Reigns. All there was was a picture, a, a fucking plaque on the wall of Roman Reigns. How pissed would you be if that was the case? I mean, come on, you want to see the unified champion, right?
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. I want to see the belts finally unify, which I don't think we're gonna get till SummerSlam. Mm.
1: Long the, long raw that, after, that's, the raw after the raw after. I wanna get into SummerSlam. this. I I do want to get into this because they're showing some projections of what this title could look like. And if that if it really does look like that with the gold strap in it, that's gonna be a damn fine looking title.
2: The gold do ranger belt. you think they're
1: actually gonna unify? Yeah, the gold ranger belt, man. Are they gonna unify these things? Are they gonna unify the tag titles? What do you guys think?
2: Here's what's going to happen. The whole reason why they led up to the WrestleMania match was so Roman Reigns could get those belts, okay? He's going to carry them around until SummerSlam, right? Then you're going to have the Usos. that They're going to win the belts at SummerSlam eventually, okay? And then what's going to happen, either on the Raw after or the Friday Night SmackDown after, you're going to get brand-new belts on the same night. You're going to get the new Universal Unified Champion, whatever they're going to call it, and the Unified Tag Team Championship. You're going to get all that, but you're not going to get it until after SummerSlam.
0: Guaranteed. You know, why, why, why are you saying SummerSlam? Is it's, this the next big event?
2: It's the next big event. They're not going to put it on some weak-ass pay-per-view. You got no other pay-per-view yeah. big enough to this extent, well, truthfully, than Like
1: WrestleMania Slam. Hangover? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they should call backlashes. is just WrestleMania. WrestleMania
0: Hangover, yeah. Backlash is such a throwaway. It, you know, last year's Backlash was a rehash of WrestleMania. They basically just built the same card. Um, and yeah. and I feel like that's what's happening here, except for RK Bro versus the Usos and a one on one. Yeah, we're
1: getting a unified title match. It's just with the tag team titles now.
0: I I would I think and we are I would getting rather a Charlotte Ronda
1: it. Rousey rematch.
0: I think I'd rather see it at uh, SummerSlam, getting a uh, unified title belt at SummerSlam because it's so big, and they're actually going to make SummerSlam big this year. It's going to be at another arena. They're going to dress it all up just like WrestleMania. It's going to be huge. I think that would be the place to do it for sure. If they do it on Backlash, it's going to be such a throwaway, not very meaningful. He's
2: happy though, at least that they're actually giving a fuck about SummerSlam again, because it seems like for the the past like what fifteen years. They have not gave a shit. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam used to come out. Remember, remember that one they had the huge spirals? Well, mm-hmm. truthfully, oh, truthfully yeah. they, used, they yeah. used to give a shit about every pay-per-view. Every pay-per-view that you would come out would have some weird fucking crazy thing going on. Now it just looks like a fucking another Raw or SmackDown. So it's good that if they're going to actually yes. give a shit, that they're going to give a shit on SummerSlam. They're going to give a shit on WrestleMania. And truthfully, give a shit on the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Give us three three a year. Give us three a year because AEW goes big every year. I mean, not every year, but on every pay per view. And if they're doing four times, they're doing only four a year. Then you're really going to have to give us at least three that you at least go all out on. At least make it feel like you give a shit. Because I can guarantee you, this next pay per view. I
1: think all four in the year 2021, all four AEW events were were beating the next one. Right. Except for except for Revolution, Revolution did not, or I'm sorry, Full Gear did not beat All Out. I, I think All out's going to go down as, as as literally their their best All Out 2021. 20, uh, but anyway, I, I digress. Absolutely, this is the problem. This is what WCW created when WCW decided, hey, we're going to have a pay per view once a month, and WWE fell in line with that. This is what this created is this watered down pay per view thing. So I completely agree. I'm pumped for SummerSlam. Uh, I think it makes sense. I just, you know, you're so pers- you're so specific on it's going to be SummerSlam. And it's going to be the Friday, the, the Monday night right after SummerSlam. It could be the and Friday night, though. I, just, I, I don't know how you come up with these things. That's why I dissect you.
2: It could be the Friday night Smackdown afterward. It's because my way that I watch wrestling, I think like weeks in advance of how the storyline is going to work out. You book it.
1: You book the territory. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And I, I honestly yeah. think that's the direction they're going to go with on that i don't i don't know if it's going to be on the monday night after or the friday night after because as we kind of saw after wrestlemania smackdown's kind of leading as their leading show so there's a good chance that it's probably going to be on the friday night smackdown but you always got to give it to the monday after
0: and I was just talking to Leland on a show a few weeks ago, what I felt like WWE was going because I kind of was reading the rumors. I, I thought the whole purpose of unifying the titles was to eventually make an all-women show where WWE was just going to have a dedicated women show. The like, defuncting wow. Raw, yeah. put a bunch of women on their own show. Friday Night Smackdown will be the, the guy show with some women sprinkled into it. Um, but I don't really know if that's what they're going to do or not. They could keep this same direction they've been going. I just want to see why they're unifying the belts, what the purpose behind that is, where they're going with it, and, and where it's going to end. Um, are they eventually going to split the titles again, go back to two? I surely hope not, because I feel like now the WWE title actually means something again. I, I didn't care for the Universal title. To be honest with you, I have always had a soft spot for the WWE title. And every time they treated it like the secondary title, I was like, oh, man, but it's the WWE heavyweight championship title. How many guys have plastered their name on that title belt and you're treating it like it's just a throwaway now? And, and the universal title is the one like, come on. So unifying it made me but very that shocks happy shocks
1: you that let, put a pin in that real quick, because how how does that shock you, Chad? They took the most prestigious title. In all of wrestling, they took Big Goldie and shit on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Completely seen that. shit on it. Yeah. Wasn't happy about that. Trash either. And then gave and then gave us the Red Ranger belt with the, the universal title. So it shouldn't shock you they're gonna do that. That's that's no that's how the WWE No
2: works. They, they did not. That was not how that one played out. Originally, we right. didn't get the Red Ranger belt until after the logo changed. The belt that came right after Big right. Goldie was this yeah. belt right here. It's a decent belt. That one, it was, that one was not a slap in the face. It what was a slap in the face was when the logo changed and then they, they gave us a wish version. Like they ordered it off wish version of the belt that they already had. Every belt after that's and been trash because uh, it's the same the fucking belt with the color there. change. If it's the woman's belt, the smaller and up. colored. If it's the male's belt, was the t- t-
1: 2014 WWE title, right?
2: Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: Just, just a little context, because we're the only ones that can see each other. So, yeah, 2014 title, good-looking title. It is. you know.
2: That, Chad, you bring up a good ah, point on the women's-only show, though. I want to just touch back on that. Let's do That's it. That's a great angle. That would be completely different from what any other company is doing. And if the WWE truthfully moves Monday Night Raw to a women's-only show... You would not have to worry about anything. You could completely focus on all your, your male talent on Friday Night SmackDown and completely focus on all your female talent on Monday Night. And honestly, AEW could not fucking touch that. if you Because the, the WWE right now has the women's market in wrestling. It's not even close. So if oh, you were to goodness. actually move for the Monday Night man. Raw to a women's only show and you had Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and all those guys be your forerunners, to run that show, it'll completely yeah. work, and then you have all the Bring male talent back. on Friday Night SmackDown. That 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 would work, truthfully.
0: And you know what? And you know what's great about that too, Josh, about the women's division is that that's the only reason I watch WWE. The SmackDown was so boring until Charlotte came on and put Drew Gulag in a figure eight. I was actually into that. Mm-hmm. That that promo I thought was going to be such a throwaway, a BS promo to see Drew Gulag out there with Charlotte, and then she threw the figure eight on him and then slapped him. I was like, ooh, this is good. Charlotte is fire every single time she gets on sniper. TV. Mm-hmm. Not one single wrestler in all of WWE can engage me like that. Charlotte does it every single time. I shit on Charlotte sometimes because Leland's just a mark for Charlotte and I respect it. But the biggest thing is, is that you can't deny what she can do. She is always a draw. She comes on TV. She's a draw. Um, Sasha Think Banks, about the excitement
2: Bayley. you you would have, though. Every week. You would be looking at the WWE as two completely different shows. I would love that. Because you would have Monday night where you know you're going to get something good. And then you could look forward to Friday because they're going to have all the male talent on one show. That's best the best shows on the night. Is because yeah. they, they've been dropping all of their talent. That could be the angle that they're going for. Because if you have NXT as your only mixed brand, you're golden. You have Monday Night Raw, women's only. You have Friday Night SmackDown, men's only you have the nxt is the only mixed brand that would completely work that would that would bring a whole new excitement angle to the wrestling industry that no one's ever done that could be how the wwe prevails again to beat the next competition the best part is it wouldn't be destroying anything else it'd be moving the company forward
0: right and they have the best women's division in all of wrestling period it's the it, at one point i used to sleep on the women's division 10 15 years ago but now it's so yeah, engaging everybody. the stories let are me so ask you good. guys
2: this Let okay Really quick, so you know, I'm sure you guys want to move on off this topic, but we can talk about it all day. You guys, this how upset would you be if AEW ended up going under if that was the setup of of WWE? Because if you then were to take all the women's talent from AEW and put it all on Monday night, and you had all the male talent and you put it on Friday night, what do you get? You get three hours on both shows. Of all the wrestling you want to get. Because what you're getting right now. Is they're going to have to intertwine them right. So you're there it's not working out. And things get missed. If you were to take all the best women wrestling talent. On both companies. And put them on one show. You wouldn't need the divisive brand fight. You wouldn't need any of that stupid shit. What you would get. Is two completely different wrestling shows. That are money. With NXT right in the middle. And then that would create the winged angle. Okay. You got the women wing on one side. You got the men wing on one side. NXT is the body and
0: the hat. You know, I I, I get excited when you talk about it. It's a, it's a really cool thought. Um, but being such a big AEW fan, I'd hate to see that happen. To AEW, but it is a very exciting thought.
1: Well, I, I, let me say right now, and this this isn't my opinion. This is uh, this is viewership. This is reality. What we live in. Right now could be the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan. There's more people engaging in wrestling right now than since the Attitude Era. Um, it's not consolidated into into one program. It's it's across the board. It's live event sales are up. Um, startup independent wrestling companies are up. Wrestling is hot right now. Right, you can go to can your you local only- Walmart and
0: catch a Control Your Narrative. Wrestling so any
1: hot time. right now. It's it's at a point where. It's, 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 it is hot, and it's only like that because we have competition, because we have other places for these wrestlers to go, because it's not being completely controlled by the WWE. I love the idea of the all-women show, because then we could have Monday Night Raw women. I enjoy that. But if it puts AEW out of business, if it puts Ring of Honor out of business, if it puts Impact out of business, I don't want it. It,
2: it, I it would it. it wouldn't have to, because you could look at NXT as a completely different entity. So what you could have is an-
1: Hang on. In the scenario you just said was it puts it out of business. Right. And that's what I'm against. I'm I'm against that because I don't- I got bored with wrestling between the years of 2016 and 2019. I was bored out of my mind with wrestling because it was only one company. I had one company to watch. TNA went out of business. And it wasn't like they were giving me great quality wrestling. But it, it, it at least was a little bit of competition. They go out of business and I'm completely bored out of my mind. AEW- got me excited to be a wrestling fan again
0: yeah the only thing that was good out of that era was the shield during that time and that's why roman got his his bump as soon as roman got his boost wrestling got so stale for me i was like i almost gave up on it and then all of a sudden aew appears and i'm back right in it baby i'm right back in the driver's seat with wrestling
2: yeah yeah exactly you make a valid point i think it would be cool though is, is that if they were to build nxt up as their own show then they're the ones fighting both brands
1: they had the chance to do that with the black and gold. Vince clearly didn't like it. He wants a developmental program, and that's what he got. That's what he, got he wants it. a family-friendly program. NXT's not too bad, actually. I don't know if you guys watched it lately. It's not, it's not bad. Uh, it's
0: not bad. I mean, with Gigi, you know, I can watch yeah. her wrestle every single match, sure. But other than that. Mandy
1: Man, Mandy Rose? Uh-huh. And Mandy
0: Rose, yeah. If Gigi and, and Mandy just fought every time. I'd watch NXT every week. Mm-hmm.
1: Heck yeah.
2: And you can watch Sami Zayn uh, run away from Drew McIntyre every Friday night.
1: Well, and I'm glad you're Are you ready? To run away. <laughs> I wanted to make this point when you brought up Sami Zayn earlier. And you're absolutely right, Chad. Sami Zayn is the best intercontinental champion they have right now. The best. Uh, and the reason for the the reason you can see that, how you can view that is they keep testing the title on a baby face. Now it's being tested on Ricochet. And every time it fails, what happens? The title goes right back to Sammy. Mm-hmm. And he hangs on to it for a little bit and then this new upcoming baby face is coming to take the title. Mm-hmm. But Sammy stays whole in the entire process. Mm-hmm. This guy's a talent. Yeah. And and how he has an elevated past that
2: this is you got not hurt. a mid-card hurt.
1: This is not yeah.
2: 100%. To answer your question He got hurt. He's not a mid carter Sami Zayn is a top talent in the WWE, and he got fucking hurt as soon as they moved him up. His wrestling match with John Cena on Monday Night Raw, the night he got hurt, Uh... is arguably one of the best John Cena wrestling matches of all time, and it was on a Monday Night Raw. And it was honestly one of Sami Zayn's top performances ever, and it's in my top five best matches of all time. And it's on a fucking Monday Night Raw, and he got hurt. That was the issue. And then as soon as he came back, he got lost in the shuffle. And what the, what you're finally seeing is them moving him back up to the forefront where Sami Zayn needs to be. Because truthfully, Sami Zayn is the total package. He really is. 100%. He can wrestle. He can sell. He can. He's good on, on the mic. He can work the crowd. I mean, he's the total package. And he doesn't package. complain. He doesn't. Never complain. Exactly. He's he's Never a complains. Fucking, he's, he's, a, he's a worker. Exactly. He is a worker. He does not care. Okay, he's the perfect, he's truthfully, and this is going to sound crazy, he has the same fucking mindset that John Cena had. Okay, John Cena's mindset to move the company forward, if you have to be the bad guy, hold the belt, don't hold the belt, just go out there and give your all. As much as we don't like John Cena, that mindset in wrestling gives you the total package, and that's what you get with Sami Zayn.
0: I just want to correct you on one thing. I didn't past tense like John Cena. And that's just because I was naive. <laughs> yeah, I right. I absolutely love John Cena now for all the reasons yeah. that I hated him back in the day.
1: Right. I only hated it because my wife loved him. So I
2: and I didn't, I didn't him. like him because just, he was just, overshadowing yeah. Dave fucking Batista after WrestleMania 21 yeah, when we a, all knew a, Dave Batista was, was the better champion.
1: You're absolutely right. They did push the hell out of him. Dave Batista was the better wrestling champion, but but John Cena blew everybody up on the mic, 100%. and that's what got him, that's where that's where he he, he excelled. Because mm-hmm. Dave's um, Dave's
2: only a solid six on the mic. If we, uh, I'm the probably the biggest Dave Batista wrestling fan out there, and I'll tell you right now, Dave Batista on the mic's a solid six, maybe a yeah. seven. John John Cena's up there at a nine nine ten, honestly. Oh as far God. as as far as being able Ultimate. to cut a, a promo john cena is up there at a 9 10 ranking as being one of the ultimates is he could flow with whatever if the rock comes out there with a song he'll outdo him if you want to come out there and start spitting some shit, he'll spit some shit right back at you he's perfect on the mic
1: so number one we're digressing but i'm going to do this here number one promo of all time in in leland's brain is Arn anderson specifically when he was uh 86 87 88 probably all the way to 89 with the horseman Arn Anderson, for me, and what I like, greatest of all time. That is exactly who trained John Cena, so it makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. I didn't know you, that. Where do you? Where do you, do you guys? You want to get have, into that? Uh, I do want to get it. Where's your top okay. promos?
0: Mine, and obviously, Arn Anderson. Mine was Chris Jericho's debut when they had the countdown, and The Rock was standing in the ring, and he came out and just tried to go mic to oh. mic with The Rock, and they tried to destroy one Great. another. That was probably That's I've terrific. probably watched that promo on YouTube. More times, and and here's something else, guys, and this might surprise you. My second favorite promo of all time is when it was John Cena and Roman Reigns, when John Cena obliterated Roman Reigns right before, I think it was right before SummerSlam. It was a SummerSlam match. John comes in the ring. They're going to sign a contract, and Roman is stuttering his words, can't hang. There was some truth behind that. Behind the scenes, John Cena was picking him apart. So my top two is the Jericho Rock promo. And, and when John Cena completely obliterated Roman on the mic. And you know what? Roman needed that. He needed that humbling because John just destroyed him. If you guys ever go back and watch that again, you can see it. Ro- Roman was in the ring just like – he looked like he was on the verge of crying. John Dude. just like
2: verbally assaulted that man. When behind the – before – give you mine behind, behind the scenes on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was because he was completely fumbling and John Cena's like, you're the motherfucker that's taken over my spot. You can't even – no. Like Jesus Christ, you could you could tell his promo went from being a promo to I'm just gonna make fun of you in the in the ring and we'll just see how how it goes. I mean, it was a complete debacle. Yeah, he that was, was a great was destroyed. That was, a, was a great, great one. promo on John's easily, part. Easily for me, the one that comes to the four forefront before any of them is when Dave Batista did the thumbs up, thumb down to Triple H. That was a good one too.
1: Oh, the great one.
2: Easily in the ring, great turn. Has it's has the has the two contracts. The yeah, it's yep. Always oh, sure.
0: fun in games until somebody turns heel. Yep. Best <laughs> heel turn and of they all were, time. They're they
2: building up that episode where he overhears Rick and Triple H talking yeah. about how, how he's an idiot and but they're gonna finally have all the belts, blah, 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 and he's gonna get the belt off of them. Yeah. Totally great.
1: I was the turret. Yeah, that was tournament. You guys bring up great points. I I, I think, you know, it's tough for me to pinpoint, you know, a specific promo. You guys bring up great ones. I'm not even going to argue with those. But when I think back on a a slew of of promos and who really mastered the game, for me, Arn Anderson, obviously a Ric Flair, a Dusty Rhodes, um, a Chris Jericho, The Rock. I mean, you go. It goes on. I mean, and Dusty Rhodes on, had a
0: lot of good. The Hard Times promo. That was a good one.
1: When you stem back, who taught most of these guys? It was. It came down to Arn Anderson and Dusty Rhodes.
2: And that's it. I mean, that's, I think that's why AEW is excelling yes. more in their promos currently because you kind of have those four horsemen literally on 100%. AEW helping out younger talent. And that's and I read why you see the promos that, going yes. forward.
0: I read something about that. So. Um, Apparently, Cody wanted to be more involved in a lot of the promo work that was going on in the show, too. So there's a lot of things that were going on behind the scenes why Cody left. And Tony basically said, you're a long-winded bitch. You just stand out there and repeat and say and repeat and say, and you take up so much TV time just talking. He's like, I want quick, quick quick-witted, in-and-out I want it to be get to the point. Strike, yeah. strike, strike, strike promos. And he's like, unless if you're in the ring by yourself, I want it to be quick, fast, and effective. I don't want this long-winded draw. And you know what? If you watch Raw, guess what Cody did again? Another long-winded forever promo. It's like, yeah. come on, Cody, get to the point, man. Like, people are... <laughs> the boos are coming, guys. The boos are coming for Cody.
2: Oh, uh, there, for there's a storm brewing on the horizon. Right the
1: yeah, because what happens when the son of a bitch actually wins the title? It's all gonna go to fucking shit. Anyway, I don't wanna I don't I, I don't wanna lose any more fucking sleep over Cody Rhodes this shit. It was the point I was um, trying to make
0: is that, that that's why AEW does so well is because they want quick, effective promos. They don't want these long winded like uh my grandpappy was a son of a plumber and, yeah. and, and I'm I'm just the son yeah. of a plumber and my daddy was this and I'm that and I won this Unfortunately, and I've been gone for that and...
2: that's where WWE hurt when when yeah. Dusty Rhodes died. Truthfully, promos in in the WWE kind of started to slack off. I mean, is I don't know how much people want to give well, yeah. Dusty Rhodes, you know, the the credit for showing out promos, but I can guarantee you, with how big he was in the N- NXT, he is huge. He is
1: every every top star right now that went through FCW, which is most of them. Mm-hmm. Most of them gives Dusty gives dusty all the
2: Exactly. Green. And you don't have that person. And That's the only debatable. the only people in the industry that could give you that style of um knowledge of how to actually cut a promo are literally all on AEW. And you're going to you're going to see it o- over time and that is one thing speaking of promos. Eight uh the WWE needs to try to get some people to try to crisp up the promos because the promos on wwe are just coming flat there's a guy we're especially missing, especially the ones that are like in like where you have someone interviewing them when was the last time you heard one of the someone being interviewed in one of the back rooms or whatever where you gave a shit
0: never never 10 but years you know, there, there's Truthfully, a guy that deserves a little credit randy orton randy orton still cutting fire promos today To date, he just did on smackdown <laughs> Um, yeah. Randy Orton is still fire, and Josh, you know, going back to about the tag team titles. Since I'm bringing up Randy Orton, do we care that if it's RK Bro and Randy Orton helping unify those titles with the Usos? Because I don't. I can see where you're saying about them going into SummerSlam. This is off topic, going back to something else, but I'm not sure at all because Randy
2: Orton's it. always the person, the scapegoat to fucking unify any goddamn title the WWE sure. needs. So what happened when they unified to make the 2014 belt that I brought up earlier? Who is the fucking dude? Randy, Randy motherfucking Orton. Orton. And who's going to be the there, dude man. this this time? Except for this time, he's not going to be the one to, one to actually win it. I really don't see don't the Usos not losing this one because it, it's totally the vibe that they're going for to build up. Is it a
0: three-way, though? It's, it's a so rock It's, it's so, predictable. so predictable. It really is. Is it going to be a three-way, though? Isn't the other down. guys going to be in it? Private like, Party or whatever those guys Not Private Party. <laughs> That's Usos. A, no, it the other guys, the guys with the the, the cups, the Oh,
1: the, uh, the Street Profits.
0: Street Profits, aren't they? Is it going to be a three-way with the Street Profits? Well, They're yeah, you got to have thing? a team
2: in there to put over both teams. You, if, if you have RK Bro, that they still want to keep big and the Usos, you're going to have to throw in two fucking jobbers and that's why it's a fatal three-way. A fatal six-way, so, you know what I mean? So the pro- the
1: problem with this is is we, you know, you watch wrestling long enough and especially the WWE, they got a, they got a formula and they stick to their formula. Last night, we saw Riddle uh, win against Jay Uso. That was the only win they're going to get. That was the predictability right there. Three weeks from now, they're going to drop those titles. It's going to be unification. The bloodline will have everything. Blah, 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 blah. Here we go. i don't give a shit until next year's WrestleMania 39 and The Rock comes out. Which brings me to my last point for the show, guys. I don't know if you guys are watching it, but I am. Young Rock season two. Great show. This show is so well put together. It's not just entertaining for anybody that wants to watch a sitcom. It's for it's it's for the wrestling fan. on On this week's episode, there was a point we're finally at the store. The point in the story where where Rock is getting trained by his dad, and he's he's getting he's being talked to from Pat Patterson. He's getting ready to get the talk from Jr. He's getting ready to come in as Rocky Maivia. Right, right before all this happens, a young Rock, twenty I don't know, twenty twenty one maybe maybe 21 years old, is sitting in his living room watching wrestling with his uncles, Afa, Sika, uh, with his dad, Rocky, his mom, everybody's watching wrestling. And a young man, not 10, 11, 12 years old, comes in and hangs on his shoulder, literally hangs on his back and looks right in the camera and says, why doesn't anybody acknowledge me? Breaks away, introduces now Roman Reigns into the picture. And he says to him, he says, "Hey, Uncle Rock, or whatever he says to him, Cousin Rock, whatever. When are we gonna wrestle? When is that gonna happen?" Literally, the Rock actor looks right in the camera and says, "That's only a match we can have at WrestleMania." They're using like, the show on. as a promo for that. One hundred percent. They are using the best promo work in in years. It's not even being done on yeah. WWE programming. And, it's being done on. And
2: that, and I think they're doing that to secretly. I think they're trying to be a little more secretive. They don't really they're not going to promote The Rock, I don't think. I I am going to make a bold prediction since WrestleMania just got over. But a bold go, prediction as long this is all teetering on if anybody gets hurt, of course. If anybody gets hurt, it could completely throw something. You never
1: know. Don't worry, Roman's not going to get Roman's hurt. Not He's never not going
2: to rest. <laughs> gonna rest. They're going to they're literally not going <laughs> to wrestle him.
1: He's not going to wrestle for an entire year. An <laughs> entire year this is his sting run right here
2: but we're not gonna 96 know
1: 96 in the rafters
2: we're not gonna know that the rock is gonna come out until he comes out as number 30 at the royal rumble and wins oh old prediction old prediction
1: number one nope he's gonna come out at number, nope. come out number nobody 30 ever acknowledges they're me, not Daddy even rock they're that they're they're, <laughs> they're they're they're
2: gonna hint at like the rock and him that he might show up on smackdown or whatever or raw or whatever and talk a little bit, hey, whatever, whatever. He's there. He's going to show up before Mania, of course. But you're not going to have any inkling, except for the fans like us that dig deep, that he could possibly yeah. come out at number 30. And he will. And what he's going to do the very next Friday night, probably not in person, probably over, probably via the yeah. internet, he's going to tell yeah. Roman Reigns, hey, buddy, I'm going to give you that match you always wanted since you were a little kid. WrestleMania, yeah. you and I for the universal whatever we're going to call this fucking belt to be determined. For
1: the Purple Ranger belt.
2: We're going to challenge each other to, belt name goes here, for that belt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> belt name so goes. who wins the match? Is it The Rock or is it Roman Reigns? Because he's literally. Roman Reigns. Roman. Roman Reigns. Roman. So
2: what's going to end up happening is The Rock's going to end up putting over Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is going to finally get his wish of being the head of the, the table. The problem is, what we're going to see is that that storyline then it's going to cut to something drastic that we're not going to see coming.
1: It has to. It has to because at this right now that's we're the peak. On the they're building to the if peak. If we didn't have the Rock, if we didn't have the Rock in in thirty nine right now, and we're leading up to this, then we would wonder what the hell they're doing with Roman. But we all know he's got another year's run. And on you this know place. another
2: he's reason why the Rock's for sure going to be at WrestleMania and wrestle Roman fucking Reigns, so you can just lock it in that I'm calling the future. Because The Rock always wants to try to one-up one motherfucker in this world. And that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And guess who had just had one of the yeah. biggest nights of his life comebacks ever?
1: Two nights. Two nights
2: yeah. in a row. Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know what The Rock's going to be like? Not on my watch, motherfucker. I'm going to come back next year, and he's going to wrestle him. Guarantee. Yeah. And he can put on a fire they let, match. They let Stone
1: Cold and uh, KO go. What was it? Uh, that was 11 minutes, right? That's Something a good like that. law. Yeah. They let him uh, they like get a get a little bit of time there. So twelve minutes for the rock everywhere round.
0: inside, outside the ring, on the
1: on the ramp. Great match. If you guys aren't watching Young Rock, you need to do it. It's a great show, and and now we're seeing these little nuggets. It was it was Can a I little tongue something? in cheek. And you guys yeah. watching Halo? Here for you. Yeah. No. Do you guys enjoy Halo? Sorry, I
0: got to bow, bow out of that one. No, I don't are you know. enjoying That's it, season. Josh? Yeah. I like it, but a lot of people are mad about him taking off his helmet. I, I, that's the reason I've been watching Young Rock. I'm trying to get through Halo right now. I've been watching Jack Reacher. Um, I, I'm glad you bring it up because as soon as I'm done with Halo and Jack Reacher, that'll probably be my next go-to because I'll need something else to keep me going. Anyways, that, that, Young just, Rock, a lot of people are shitting on Halo, and I'm really enjoying it, by the way. A lot of like people are just talking a lot He's, of stuff about Halo. It's totally
2: I it. not wrestling-related, but I will agree with you. you got to watch it without thinking about it. Because You got to think it takes place way before, way before. So. so, maybe I would love it because I've never even played Halo. The last video
1: game that was turned into a movie for me that I enjoyed was Resident Evil. So, uh, maybe I'll give it a chance, huh? Try something new. But baseball season is here. I got the Wrigleyville on. I'm going to the Cubs Rockies tonight. I'm feeling good. Uh, but I only have to decide one thing when I walk into Coors Field Am I Hale or am I Babyface? Mm-hmm.
0: production.